0: Welcome, one and all, to the first director's commentary for the Pennant Productions uh, adaptation of Richard II by William Shakespeare. Um, my name is George. I'm the director of this Pendant adaptation, and with me today Richard I II. have. Written
1: by William Shakespeare. Act One.
2: Do you want us to do names? Yeah, do
1: that's totally that's names. names. <laughs> well, uh, Landon, I am. I just wasn't um, sure who, who was going to talk first.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm Landon Bell. I'm the dramaturge. And the other dude here is.
0: Joel Rowan. I'm the assistant director. Ah, old John of Gaunt. Uh, you can tell there's a bit of rust. We haven't recorded one of these for a, a, a few months though. now. But we're back uh, with Brother another episode um, of The son. Pendant Shakespeare. Here
1: to make good the um, Richard the II. Are?
0: Landon, why did, why did we choose this play? Why did you choose this play to adapt? Because it was
2: high time to do the Henriad. Um, so the Henriad has been in the works for a long time. Uh, we were originally going to do it, I think, right before we started Anthony and Cleopatra. We talked about it. And for some reason or another, it just didn't happen. We pushed it back. And so when it got around to do the histories, I realized, wait a minute, King John comes first, so we're doing King John. And so we did that, and now we're finally up to Richard the Second.
0: And um, what's the kind of what's the adaptation style we're going for here? Because obviously King John was a uh, steampunky feel. Um, we're sticking with that.
2: Yeah, so I kind of want to do these history plays in sound sound eras, if that makes sense. Um, Because, you know, the thing about audio is that it can get stale unless you're doing stuff in the background. So in this one, we're kind of doing a bit of a a crossover between the the end of the steampunk and the beginning of a dieselpunk era.
1: Cousin Hereford. What dost thou object against the Duke of North? Yeah, and I'm not
0: sure there's uh, in this episode there's that much that will distinguish it First from the steampunk the of King of John, speech, but definitely in part two you'll be hearing some um, of kind and of adapted technologies hate. Um, that should differentiate it from that previous play.
1: Now, Thomas Mowbray,
0: yeah, I... and
2: especially in act two is when it really I'm starts to, well. to pick up
1: a lot more. My body shall make good upon this earth, yeah, definitely. My divine soul. Answer it in heaven. It also, in a lot
2: of ways, contrasts Richard with um, Henry Bolingbroke, who is the eventual Henry IV. Um, Of course, before we get too far away from all these actors, uh, we do have Christopher Gilstrap here as Henry Bolingbroke, who is the main lead of the entire Henry ad. So you're going to be hearing a lot from him. Um, We also had Jose Donato as King Richard II. Who uh, we were very he gracious was. to get. Um, the no original actor had to bow out. So uh, we brought in Jose. He tons. had auditioned for another can role, destroy? I believe. We have auditioned it. for another. I don't remember. The but uh, we brought him out. in, and he's perfect for it. And uh, yeah,
1: knocks it, it out, out of know the, know the park. And who do we have
0: talking as Thomas Mowbray here?
2: Uh, We do have Jason R. Wallace, so um, we haven't had Jason on the show in quite a while, and um, he hadn't actually auditioned either, but um, because Jose was actually going to play Thomas Brokberry. Uh, we needed someone to fill that role. So I holl- hollered at Jason. I'm like, hey, you know, your buddy Christopher Gilstrap is playing Henry Bolingbroke. You want to play Thomas Mowbray? <laughs> kind of go against him a little bit. So I think he was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the <laughs> ground he was pretty
2: excited about that i
1: think englishman doer foot pale trembling call
0: yeah, i think this is there i would say a stronger opening than in the king, king john of the king and um,
1: lay aside my high bloods royalty which Fear. not Just instantly kind of getting accept. into uh, some conflict here. So
0: much strength as to take
1: up mine pawn, oh yeah,
2: um, where King John takes a lot of time setting up good Philip good the Bastard, the arm arm this one ha- takes its time to set up thou thou canst the canst eventual device. conflict between Richard and Henry.
1: And by that sword, I swear, which they don't start out in, in conflict, they start out as family <laughs> in any fair degree or chivalrous design of knightly trial. And when I mount, alive may I not light if I be traitor or unjustly fight. I think what's, what's, uh, what's really interesting about this play is that. Uh,
0: a lot of the dialogue is in verse form, as
2: well. Which, let me tell you, makes it really hard to adapt these scripts.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if we done anything in verse before on the pendant Shakespeare...
2: Not in full verse. Uh, and just that addition alone... It makes it hard to split lines, which is something that we typically do, uh, to make it a little bit easier for actors. Mm. And it also makes it more difficult to... From false stage each scene. Because a lot of times we can, spring, again, split lines say, for the staging and, will and it's a, a lot harder. And I'm sure that you guys Western have probably noticed that there's fewer sound cues in these, these scripts like than there were in King coward, John. That's so the reason why.
0: Yeah, it's, it's much kind of more of, of, of a classical... Blood, um, Shakespeare, where the the dialogue, we're we're kind of left to um, ponder the dialogue, and it is,
1: um, I mean, this speech in
0: particular is just fantastically evocative, um, and that's what I wanted to, to really elevate when I put together the sound for the for the play as well. Let's have a very kind of, of minimalist piano music, occasionally a bit of strings, but really allow it's the kind of, of the words to speak for themselves. And that
2: piano, voice. it's just the perfect amount of creepy and <laughs> driving.
1: of his blood, how God and good men ate so foul a liar. Mowbray, impartial are our eyes and ears. Were he my brother? Nay, my kingdom's heir. As he is but my father's brother's son, now by my scepter's all I make a vow. Such neighbor nearness to our sacred blood should nothing privilege him, nor partialize the unstooping firmness of my upright soul. He is our subject, Mowbray. So art thou. Free speech and fearless I to thee allow. Then
0: Bolingbroke, as low as. So, my so what's, to what's the relationship between uh, the Mowbray th- and uh, Henry thou- Bolingbroke th- here? Lowest.
1: Three of that oh boy so, so um to
2: i'm gonna screw this sense. up let me <laughs> double check my notes to make sure i don't
1: for that sovereign was in my because uh,
2: if i'm not mistaken mowbray is not directly related let me just
1: double check that
0: i've got them down as kind of competing for the king's affection here.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, very much. That case, um, that's how it comes across. I do just Lord want to double-check if they're not related. Norfolk yeah, they're not related. <laughs> foe, so, um, really, the big thing Thank is that uh, Mowbray, was Mowbray, Mowbray was accused Mowbray was of um, killing, and I'm trying to remember which one, one he was accused of killing. Exactly
1: uh, is, is it Norfolk? Norfolk? This is my fault. As for the rest, appealed, it issues from the rancor of a villain.
0: Duke of Gloucester, I believe? Uh, Gloucester, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I believe. But anyways, he was accused of killing someone, and historically he probably did. But however he did it, he, he left enough suspicion to where no one could prove it. Um, the be ruled by and me? so he comes into conflict let's with uh, Henry Bolingbroke, who, you know, is accusing let's... him of killing somebody this we and Richard this. being Richard,
1: Deep makes
2: does doesn't want to go out and make forget, forgive. you know, he doesn't want to bring people to justice. He doesn't want to do the right thing. Our say this is no and one so his one. ultimate solution in Come. the end, as, as we'll hear here what shortly is, is, is oh, begun. well, I'll just banish we'll the both. North
1: <laughs> North deal, your son.
2: <laughs> and. It's a, a poor way to lead, by age. and it ultimately results in Richard's downfall.
1: And Norfolk throw mm. down his... when Harry
2: also, Richard does have his own rivalry with Henry Bolingbroke,
1: Bolingbroke. Um,
2: because uh, they're cousins.
1: There is no boot. So, so, you, so you know, that
0: comes a kind of a th- threat to the throne.
1: My yeah
2: shame. and it's not like the royal family now where you know it's it's basically like a, a frat party <laughs> of rich people <laughs> um this was serious business back then and you know the, the families were willing to kill each other sometimes to get
1: venom spear which no but and the thing
2: that I really like about the way Shakespeare tackles this story is that he
1: doesn't He doesn't
2: really tell us very much about the kind of person Henry Bolingbroke is. like we see a guy who is passionate and emotional but that's all we see. We don't really we don't really know what kind of leader he will be. Will he be a good leader, a good king, a bad king? Who knows? And so that adds an extra layer to everything that Richard's saying. Because, you know, Richard himself doesn't know. Richard thinks he's a good king even though he's not. And.
1: and my life is done. You know. Dear my liege, mine honor, let me try. In that I live and for that will I die. Cousin, throw up your gauge. Do you begin? <laughs> oh, God, defend my soul from such deep sin. Shall I seem crestfallen in my father's sight or with pale beggar fear impeach
0: my height before this out there dastard? I think there was, uh, very quickly, there was one character we didn't introduce. So and that's uh, John of, of Gaunt, shall um, tear the slavish Henry's of fear uh, father. And spit it bleeding that's in his correct.
2: Um, and he's played by uh, Edward Herman. Parker,
1: even in Mowbray's face
0: who I, th- I think is perfect for this kind of elder to sue, sage, to command, sage-like role. Which,
1: since we cannot do to make oh, yeah. Um, Edward has this I
2: way with being very methodical with his words.
1: And, and
2: so uh, for a role eight, like that, it definitely works, atone, especially since John have gone sort of neutral.
1: Lady Marshall, or at least at this point. He becomes
2: less neutral in Part 2. Hmm. For reasons that you know will soon
0: become (laughs) obvious, (laughs) we will come into.
1: Yeah. Alas, the part I had in Woodstock's blood doth more solicit me than your exclaims to stare against the butchers of his life.
0: And the the second scene actually takes place in in, um, John of Gaunt's palace, which I think contrasts nicely with some of the other. Flying palaces we've had in the past, in that it's very uh, peaceful. Uh, The only sounds you can hear is a clock ticking bird song. Very calm.
2: Yeah, I just like the idea of his home being just basically this little study where he could go off and get away from the madness of everything else with the royal family and the wars and the strife.
3: I just like that. By
0: the yeah, so it's a proper home, isn't it? Thomas totally. rather my than a castle. Lord,
3: my life, my Although an Englishman's pile, home is his Edward's castle, but blood. We'll,
0: we'll gloss over that One
3: for now. <laughs>
2: <is most royal laughs> no, but it's a good point. It's a solid cracked, uh, it's a solid the reasoning there. And,
3: okay. and by the way, here we do have Laura Bramblet as the and Judges of
2: Gloucester. Who um it was her husband was the one who Obrah uh, supposedly killed. That,
0: wound,
3: that metal, that self-mould that fashioned thee made him a man. And though thou livest and breatheest, yet art thou So Joel, I believe you
0: put this uh, second scene together. In some
3: large measure to um, uh, death. Yes. In the Did you, you want to talk? Us, talk brother Di who was the model of thy father's life. Mm. Call it not patience, Scott. It is despair. In suffering thus thy brother to be slaughtered, thou showest um, the naked pathway to thy life. Teaching stern murder... Like which part of it? Thee. That which in mean men we entitle patience is pale, cold, cowardice in noble breasts. I
0: Watch guess how just I how, I you, how you, uh, how you went about kind of mind, setting the scene. The
3: best way is to avenge my Gloucester's death.
1: Gods is the quarrel for God's substitute, his deputy anointed in his sight. Not no, really sure. there's there, 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 there's there's not a whole lot to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, one of, it's one of those which is it's an kind of a
1: his minister.
0: It's one of the few scenes where we only have two characters talking.
3: To God. If and pretty
0: much all they're things. doing is talking.
2: So <laughs> there was there's a bit of, of blocking trying to get but
3: him one, uh, the Duchess Mowbray is on one side, John is on the other. A clock is in the middle Hereford's
1: between them or so. So, so That's like the most
3: complex thing
1: about
2: it. Or it's just the blocking his of it.
3: First B. So heavy in
2: his I may have been, been listening to before before a lot of and old and 80s songs when I was doing this. So the clock was definitely inspired by the heart song, Alone. Where the very first line is I can hear the ticking of the clock.
1: And yeah. So
2: I was just, I, I had a lot of that kind of stuff on my mind when I was adapting. And I'm like, not I like know, the idea of the clock being the driver of what they're talking about.
3: For sorrow ends not so
0: yeah, I think having it in the mid, in between the two is uh, really builds on that.
3: Nay, yet depart not so.
0: Also, Close who do we have playing so the duchess? Ah, oh, this is
2: Laura Bramblet. This is Laura Bramblet as the Dutch- or the- yeah, Duchess of at good
3: speed, at flashy, visit me.
2: I thought I said her name earlier, but if it didn't, I do apologize.
3: It's
0: entirely possible you did, and I just couldn't hear it, <laughs> but...
3: Double mention. I apologize. offices, untrodden stones
0: she can she deserves a, a double shot out yes
3: therefore commend me yes she I does a good really good job seek out sorrow that dwells everywhere. oh yeah desolate desolate will i hence and die
0: and it's a very but sad end as well to moment. this um first half of the, the act i find like splitting splitting an act in half often allows us to kind of have some denouements like that that wouldn't necessarily occur the in uh, the original here. material also so that's nice
1: Wild Bill
2: Show. yeah like when Picture i was adapting this i didn't Act one, i guess in my mind it wasn't necessarily sad the but the way that the eye, actors delivered it the way Richard that you guys directed it
1: jason R. yeah it worked
2: perfectly because I, I mean it starts Edward off with the conflict
0: and ends with a conflict <laughs> <is Henry laughs> so that is sad and yeah laura Bramblett.
1: The and I think of it's
0: it's almost
1: written by William Shakespeare it's a if it's Adaptive a foreshadowing for almost London as well
2: directed by George oh, yeah.
0: Linfield, kind of some morning the Rowan. fact that the first Music the first uh, episode ends in morning I think it's. Produce by productions. And I'm not Production telling
2: you guys what to do, right. but <laughs> the tower scene with Richard later on in the play, like that piano piece should definitely come back for that. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll okay. we'll bring it back. We've got a it's like our the, the theme music. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've that we've come to an end of um the first part. So if you uh, enjoyed that definitely tune into the second part of act one and all the other acts which will be coming up um on the pendant shakespeare but thanks very much for joining me guys um and we'll see you all next time see you later
3: bye cool